0: You know what? I just feel like being random today. Just like I'm I've got we got all these topics and uh mm-hmm. I think I just want to just go with whatever's however however we're feeling. All
1: right. I like thats
0: That all right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We don't
0: need to be all like- structured and like let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I like that. So it's going to be a little different. I think um I you know, for me for these episodes I have to I get up early to do these episodes. For me, it's like I got up at 5.15. Well, tried to get up at 5.15. And um, for you guys, it's uh, what? 8.30 a.m. or p.m. there? Or 9.30? It's
1: about after 8. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so I was having a shower and I was having those shower thoughts. You've heard that term, shower thoughts?
2: I have a lot of shower thoughts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I was glad for that because... When I do these episodes, I don't always have those things. I find my best, I'm ready to record and do a podcast episode when I'm not doing a podcast episode. So I was glad to be in getting these like thoughts coming into my head because I was like, this is perfect because in half an hour I'll be recording. Hmm.
1: That's all <laughs> all right well on the on the flip side of that, uh having spent uh about seventy percent of my day on the phone and the remaining thirty percent in meetings constantly gabbing, um I, I I find that my ability to come up with those creative shower thoughts uh, are on the other end of the spectrum, so I'm very grateful for the two of you <laughs> for doing a lot of ideation going into this uh, conversation today and putting some things out there for us to consider.
0: Me too cuz I looked and uh I saw inputs from me and Salim and didn't see anything from you so I thought as we were talking here I was going to see some mad scrambling and stuff getting jotted down but nope <laughs> still showing just me and uh Saleem here Um so yeah look I uh I I got a whole bunch of little random things I bought a pair of Vans um and I got to thinking the shoes? Yeah sure. And I was Sorry, like, Might. I mean,
2: what what else, right? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, I got a, a, two, a two like, beautiful two vans like... on my driveway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's like get shorty. You know, like one person got a really nice van and the other person got jealous and, and <laughs> your wife got one too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so when I put these on, I or I looked at them this morning, I thought, am I too old for these? Like does a 50 kind of 50 you're nodding Justin does that mean yes or you're you're saying yeah I felt that way too and I also have a pair of bands
1: (laughs) well I'm saying I'm saying too old in the sense that it's like it's like one of many different products or experiences that we have once in our life and then we forget about how bad it was and then 30 years later we do it again because we think it's cool and we're like oh shit I completely forgot how uncomfortable these shoes actually are
0: well they are pretty comfortable so like I bought a pair in Japan a few years ago and the quality of these are actually much better. The sole is thicker and okay. It's better and and uh, they do there's going to be a little break in period I think with them but yeah. uh, but I just are, I are got they, to thinking like are there clothes that we put on where we're like shit, you know what? This is like a 25-year-old kind of thing to wear. <laughs> <laughs> are are they are, the,
2: are they the Vans like the the checkered Vans?
0: Yes. They're oh, white yeah, and black. Like, I was actually going to bring them down um I could call my daughter to bring them down, but that'd be probably kind of weird. Um, yeah, they're <laughs> black and white checkered. And I went to the mall last uh, last weekend, which I, was another thing I wanted to talk about, that uh, I went to the mall and had an experience that was not as painful as I was expecting it to, to, to be. I just the go, thought of going to a mall just sends shudders down the back of my spine. I just hate really? going to the mall. Yeah. I like them all. What was um so what was your experience? Well, my son wanted to go buy some clothes, which kind of got my anxiety up a little bit cuz I he's 14 now. And uh it's like when I was 14, did I want my dad going to the mall and helping me pick out stuff or what's he expecting here? Like my he, he just to wants help? your money, right? Well, probably. Um <laughs> and I felt like some stuff we definitely, he pays for like out of his allowance and other stuff. I feel, should I, should he spend his allowance on clothes? Like, is that fair to do that? So, yeah. I guess that
2: there could be an interesting line there where if it's clothes clothes as a necessity, maybe you can get it for him um, just so he has something to wear. But right. if it's clothes so he can impress his friends... Maybe that's something that comes from the comes out of the Alliance.
0: Yeah, how do you do that, Justin? With uh, your kids are a little younger, but are you getting those sorts of requests, like for specific clothes, or?
1: I mean, that's um, it goes into other areas, I guess. Not as much clothes because he's he's quite a bit younger. He is starting to form his own identity and expressing himself through things like that a little bit, but. The reason it's difficult for me to answer is because he goes to a school that has a uniform Monday through Friday. So mm-hmm. his need for that t- those type of clothes is you know only a couple days a week. So it's very easy to kind of overbuy for like casual clothes because he just doesn't need them as much anymore. He's in the uniform most of his week, every week. Um, so for him, it becomes more a question of, you know, uh, this money I'm earning, can I utilize it for whatever it is? He's into... Um, gaming, or he wants to take like a, a coding program, or some some kind of um, uh, class, or something. I mean, those things are easy for me to say. Yeah, you know, I want that energy going to somewhere creative or somewhere of interest. So I'm going to go ahead mm-hmm. and put money towards that. But if it's like something that's completely innate and it's just entertainment and you know we're already putting money towards other forms of entertainment then you know yeah he can earn the money for that you know in his allowance and and they, they've actually gotten pretty good at at coming up with new ways to earn money around the house and stuff you know they have the they have the basic things that they have to do and they'll earn their 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 allowance for that but they also ask if there's extras that they could do and and things that they can get a little extra and put aside because uh, they, they also save money too. They don't just, um, they don't just use their allowance for spending. So,
0: yeah. Oh, wow. Well, hmm. and how do you fa- factor in allowance? Like, do you have a, I heard ours was with, based on their age. So if they're 10, they get $10. If they're 12, they get 12. Like, do you have a number or quantum that you came up with?
1: Yeah, uh, so for both of them, I do 500 yen a week um, for just doing the basic stuff that they're supposed to do around the house. You know, making their bed, taking care of stuff like the dishes, and and oh, know, so the- it's, t-
0: it's chore. There's a, there's a backbone to it, or a, you have to meet a certain criteria to to get the allowance. Yeah, so, do, so you have to do some stuff, and it's just you know, not just. Given out,
1: yeah, yeah. They have to do their got basic it. stuff around the house to get the tr- to get the allowance. It's it's earned, and then beyond that, you know, if they want to get extras, like my youngest, he really likes washing the car. So you know, we've we've had a fun time of that. We've actually had friends who all brought their cars over here and all got their cars washed for a thousand yen a pop. They were happy for that. Um, Aren't you worried about them like scratching it or anything? No, they're they're good on it by now. They've been doing it for I don't know uh, the last almost a year. So, they how, how old are they? Uh 10 and 6.
0: Wow. My dad, I remember asking to wash the car as a kid and he said he didn't want me to because I would scratch it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we took the time like, at the beginning you know, we took so you taught on. them the
0: way, like yeah. you wet it down. Get, yeah. Do you do it in sections, like the section thing?
1: Yeah, kind of, kind of. And then because, you know, my six-year-old's smaller, he likes to do the low side. So he likes to do the wheels, you know, and like mm-hmm. all, the, all the stuff around the uh, the groundwork, you know, the, the stuff around the the low fenders. And, the, you know, if people have uh, any – I, I mean, I literally had four different friends come over. We made a whole thing of it because we live close to the park. And basically, we all parked our cars at the coin park that's only a block away. And then one by one, we brought the cars over and the kids washed the cars. And
0: mm. you know, we So all, this isn't happening on a driveway. This is happening in a... In, okay. I,
1: no, it was happening in my driveway, but I only have room for one car. So we had to kind of rotate it, right? Oh, so
0: the coin park is to park the car. I was thinking that was where you washed it, like a yeah. coin-operated car wash place.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. It was just to, just to, to stagger the, the cars coming in so they could... So they could clear through it and the kids really love stuff like that they love you know doing stuff around the garden they le- love finding other things to do because one they enjoy the activity and two they they enjoy earning the money to do whatever they want with it you know the, the the allowance money um you know they that we have it kind of like a pie chart you know and a certain percentage of that goes to save certain percentage of that goes to do whatever they want with it so they're learning you know some basic budgeting
0: early on you're making me feel inadequate (laughs) uh, i just hand over money i don't actually have any kind of accountability um i'm feeling inadequate like you're one of these parents that's just teaching their kids all the right things and
1: i didn't learn it so i have to i have to try and help them with the things that i wish i learned then Hmm.
2: isn't it difficult though to like um start a new system like if you're giving them money in a certain way Mm. i suppose you know you're the you're the person giving money giving the money so you can make whatever rules you want but uh it'd be a bit of a shocker for them i guess if they all all of a sudden have to now work for
0: work for their allowance you're talking about me like my situation yeah Yeah, yeah. like we we have gone in and out of this sort of stuff like where we had like a like kind of like a there's a there's a, a base expectation of what you need to do to get the allowance. And we just haven't been very consistent with it. And I keep trying to, I just keep saying I'm going to make this chart where, and I feel like I'm in corporate land where I'm, you know, <laughs> if if you meet this base level of, of like activities, you'll get your, your,
1: your, your performance. I, you,
0: <laughs> if you, if you,
1: do you put that on a PowerPoint
2: presentation. Oh,
1: yeah, no, no, <laughs> I just, well, yeah, actually, Clark, you're in, you're in Canada. You could put it on PowerPoint. In Japan, you'd have to put it in Excel. <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is the land of putting uh, immense amounts of information on Excel that don't belong in Excel.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember that really when I was working there. Like, is this in the workplace? You're seeing that kind of stuff?
1: Well, oh, you yeah. probably won't see it as much in a international company like where you were working. But it's pretty common for people to put Entire essays, Uh, not just data, you know, entire presentations into into Excel. I mean, it's 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 uh, simultaneously shocking, but also uh, uh, I'm in awe sometimes of what people Hmm. have been able to kind of reverse engineer and create in Excel spreadsheets. Interesting. Not to anyone's benefit, though. No, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so you mean they're it's really terrible. good at it, but
0: it's like the the output or whatever it is, isn't actually like, God, this is horrible looking or oh, oh, yeah. not functionally the best way to do this.
2: And I guess like maybe it also has something to do with how um, shitty Japanese uh, companies and maybe even, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I'm going to generalize here a little bit and say like um, their, their PowerPoint presentations tend to be really uh, ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like super cluttered. Uh, like too much, like too much information in one slide, like the, the things that they use, like the kind of graphics and and stuff that they use in there are like from the sort of early two thousands. I'm like, why? Like, have you learned nothing, nothing from like sort of over the past sort of five, 10 years? (laughs) (laughs) It
1: it would be like, if, if I went to you, you're my boss clerk and I, and I send you a, a deck and the slide has, 15 bullets on it. And then you say, Justin, you know, this, this is a lot here. Can you break it up? And instead of breaking it up onto multiple slides, I then make the slide into a quadrants. And then I just add more. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, instead of a 15, it's like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Oh (laughs) my God. Oh, that's horrible. It's that kind of behavior. (laughs) Yeah. Just ugly, ugly
2: slides. Make me cringe every time I see, see one of those.
0: So you were, were talking earlier about social cues, uh, something that you've observed, Salim, at, at work recently, where social cues. Tell us a little bit about about that.
2: Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is super fresh, right? So I was uh, I was out at an, at an industry event yesterday. And after that, um, I was part of the, the organizing committee. And uh, after a bunch of us from that team.
0: It was there a receiving team- line and you were in it? Yeah, yeah, basically, uh,
2: and so we're we go, we going out for drinks after, and one of the guys, so lovely guy. I mean, no, there's nothing sort of r- wrong with him regularly, but I guess after f- like a, a one too many drinks, he starts getting really annoying. Like his, his comments get really annoying. He he starts sort of getting a bit too handsy with people. Um, not like, like in a well, not in like um, a sexual harassment kind of way. But okay. Just like
0: like touching your arm and stuff as he's talking to you, or like
2: yeah, 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 kind of like shoulder, uh, yeah, yeah. Go, going from behind, like like he's a dude, right? So it's going behind like other dudes and like grabbing their shoulder. It's like ah, like, mm.
0: you know, come on. Now is this a, a Japanese person or a Western? Yeah, yeah.
2: All, all all Japanese, all Japanese. Okay. And like he, like this is obviously all very cringe, and I can see people's faces. Uh, like the laughter turning into like awkward, awkward smiles. Like, uh, when when is this gonna be over? Like, should we all just like leave now? <laughs>
0: when is this experience gonna end?
2: Yeah, it's just, it's just horrible, right? And uh, and then my question was, like, are I, I get it. Like, when you're drunk, sometimes you don't really have a whole lot of control over what you're what you're doing. But there are a lot of people who are are just like awkward uh, with alcohol or not, right? And do those people are they like aware of the fact that what they're doing is like kind of awkward? Is there any, any realization at all? Uh, or is it just like totally natural? And, and then sometimes I wonder am, am I sometimes awkward in, in certain social situations? Surely, I think, surely everyone has, has those moments. And I would just love for someone to be like, hey, Celine, that's really awkward. Stop that. Uh, uh, just so I know. Mm. But I don't think anyone would do that. I mean, if it was like a close friend, maybe like you'd kind of joke about it, just be like, yeah, cut, cut that out. Like you're being ridiculous. But, you know, if you're like in a work situation, right. Or something along those, along those lines, sort of what's, what happens there? And I worked, I worked, I your, worked
0: like what, get your thoughts. Well, I worked with a guy who once said, when you're out and you've been drinking, always have somebody watching your six. <laughs> and I, I've actually thought about this, like having Getting feedback from somebody, like how mm. how meaningful would it be actually to have someone pull you aside and say, "Hey, look, you're getting a little bit handsy," you know? Well, I know we're having a good time, but something's up. Like you might want to kind of tone that back, turn it down, about.
1: yeah. But there's a line. I mean, there's a point where when someone's had too much, that even when you do tell them that, they're so far gone that it, it, not only does it not register, in some cases, they escalate even further um, mm. be- because sure. they 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 They've gone past the point of even being uh, self-aware about it to the point where it's now like doubling. I'm acting fine. What are you talking about? You know. <laughs> you know? I mean, I actually I was I, I had a, a little decompression session with uh, with some friends. We had a board meeting yesterday, and coming off of it. Um, Several people were just really stressed out because this was a a really important meeting. It was kind of the Super Bowl of meetings uh, that everything kind of comes to a head for this one meeting. And I drove and I just had no intention of of drinking because I didn't want to have to deal with taking the train early in the morning to get my car. And several of the people I was with did not drive. (laughs) They were, they were doing the opposite and they were taking shots of tequila and all kinds of stuff. And it, once it, once it got to a certain point and they're all the way off the deep end, uh, one of the individuals that I know pretty well was getting a little bit, he was going from the, the, the sarcastic tone to a more aggressive tone. And I looked at him and I said, did you switch from IPA to Asahi? Because you're getting pretty aggro right now. <laughs> and, and so to your point about like, you know, it'd be nice if someone kind of pointed it out and I did, I pointed it out in as gentle jokingly in something that he would understand manner. And he was just looking at me like, like, didn't get it, mm. didn't understand it whatsoever. And I got a phone call this morning with an apology from, from the, from the person. And I oh, said, wow. I said, don't worry. I said, I, I'm sure you don't remember most of last night and it's okay. We all need to blow off steam. You Is know. that kind of an insult to say though, that that part? Like
0: I'm sure you don't remember last night, like no, 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 no. I I know he
1: didn't remember last night. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If
0: somebody said that to me, I'd be mortified. Like, no, no, no. Or, he or, he
1: it, he responded with, "Yeah, there's gaps." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because once once they hit the second shot of tequila and it and it only went downhill from there. Um, I knew I I, I, I knew that that there is going to be a, a a a space. So so sorry, Salim. To your original point, um, I, I don't think people. I don't think people who are awkward in the first place um will necessarily um uh be able to read the cues uh any better <laughs> when they're a bit inebriated mm. because in essence it's almost per- like the act of imbibing alcohol a lot of times socially in Japan is very like uh Uh, permissive right it's permissive to open up it's permissive to complain about things it's permissive to to express oneself emotionally uh it's permissive to engage with others sexually in some cases where people just otherwise wouldn't open up so like there's all this stuff with like with that that i find in the social setting you know when someone is awkward to begin with and then they they imbibe I don't necessarily know i I don't know if they'll ever you know circle back to a center point where they they can read the cues. Um, what about without alcohol though like just mm.
0: you say By something the way, I, you know, I, I was just go gonna ahead. say that when I did all my prep for coming to Japan like mm. six years ago or whatever five years ago, mm. uh, it said in there I read something that said that drinking alcohol is a permissive activity in mm. that you can do all this stuff and get into trouble. And everybody the next day is going to kind of laugh about it and say, oh, that's okay. You were drunk. Yeah. So, you're supporting that a bit there, eh, Justin? That uh, that there is this, like, you drink and and it's okay. Everyone's going to say that's
1: fine the next it, day. It's, well, it's also quite dangerous, too, because some people will use it as an excuse for their own boorish behavior, right? Yeah. And say, oh, I was drunk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like, no, you were actually – you were fully aware of what terrible things you were trying to do. You were just being you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. the real. It's you? very icy or dicey,
0: uh, slippery slope for sure. Yeah, I mean, it c- it can be like
2: you you could be playing with fire there, right? Yeah. I mean, just because it's it's okay to do some things under the influence, uh, doesn't mean that everything will will slide, right? So uh, there 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 are some some limits to that as well. But I mean, I was just thinking, okay, what about um, when you are not uh, when you are not drunk? Like, what about, what about those situations? Like when you, when uh, like very innocently, like you could say something like I, I, for instance, I like taboo topics, right? Mm -hmm. I like talking about taboo topics and obviously the taboo. So not
0: everyone wants to uh, talk about that. that, What is that? Like politics or religion, those kind of topics or.
2: Yeah. 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 Politics, religion, um, sex, uh, you know, uh, sort of all the terrible things that happen in the world. Uh, for instance, whatever, whatever, whatever that may be. Any time uh, mentioning like
0: Donald Trump.
2: Money, Donald Trump. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you you name it. I love to talk about it. And sometimes I might try to like step into like those, those topics. And I think I'm reasonably good at reading people. Uh, so I'll be like, oh, okay. This, this, this person's like, their, their sort of attitude has changed a little bit. They're like sort of, maybe not as receptive to the, to the topic. So I'll be like, okay, maybe this is not uh, the right person to, to talk to about. So of, let's um, switch from
0: swinging yeah. to um, talking about um, electric religion cars. now or
2: because <laughs> <yeah, religion.
0: laughs> that's much better. Right. Um,
2: uh, but yeah, so like, I, I think I'm reasonably good at figuring that out, but there are a lot of people who just, I guess can't, but um, I wonder like,
0: where 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 is that line how how are people sort of with that well i think some people appreciate like there's uh, situational awareness i mentioned that earlier uh some people have it some people don't some people might have it one day with work and others may never have it yeah it
2: is i guess it is a very case by case right
1: And and there's certain personalities and there, you know, and also if you're somewhere on the spectrum, sometimes you don't necessarily have those, those pieces, those components to be able to read the room. Um, so, you know, it's not as simple as, um, sometimes just the personality or social awkwardness, you know, there's other pieces that kind of feed into this too. But my favorite type is the person who's like an absolute blowhard and they have absolutely no self-awareness and they're just digging this <laughs> giant hole for themselves. And I'm just there like egging them on, like keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm at the, I'm at the point now where I'm so horrified that I know I can't stop mm. them, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, all right, here's some more gasoline, you know, go, right, go, ahead, right, right. Yeah. go ahead, keep, keep pouring. <laughs> do you do that in a work setting or just personal? That's a good question. I have done it in a work setting, but only someone who, who is, Objectively an asshole um because, <laughs> be, because you know you you can't oh save God. them from your themselves, you know they are just right mm, they're just them <laughs> so, so so if I'm gonna have to be subject to this and we're all have gonna have to hear it, mm. you know what just just go Let's get just take all. the mic and go,
0: just go, yeah, yeah, it's like putting steroids into it or something, yeah boost of uh, or, or caffeine you're adding caffeine to the or gasoline maybe it's better uh. oh yeah um okay well anything else on this salim that uh you want to dig into no no that's uh that's pretty much it i'm thinking as a listener did we solve this did we did we get what didn't we talk about or is this it we're done with I, it
2: i don't know i mean it, it is it is very subjective isn't it and uh
0: well, let's tackle the part about the whole. Like, do you want to be told if, if mm. you are someone who was like, let's just not necessarily include alcohol in this. Let's just say, in general, you were at a, a something and you were awkward and you made people feel uncomfortable. Do you hope that someone pulls you aside and says something?
1: Before you answer that, the second option of, of direction of this is can this be taught? Mm. kind of like kind of like empathy right you know or other tenets of emotional awareness like self-awareness you know can this can this be taught where you can so you know on the one side do you want to be told do you want to be made aware of this that's one piece of it another piece of mm-hmm. this is even if you were made aware of it is this something is this a skill set or is this a, an attribute that can be taught or learned
2: I mean, for me, it's definitely yes to both, right? So, mm. uh, yes, I want someone to tell me when mm. I'm talking about something that maybe I shouldn't be talking about because it's making other people uncomfortable. And then the second thing, Justin, to your point is, I absolutely think it's something that can be taught because mm. – uh, and and it's maybe – I don't even think it's necessarily too difficult. Sometimes yeah. it is; it could be difficult, but yeah. you can tell sort of reasonably – quickly when someone's sort of not as interested anymore in, in what you're talking about. And it might not necessarily be because it's like an awkward topic or, or, or sort of something that they don't want to talk about, but rather just because it's boring, for instance. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, when you start seeing that sort of their, their, their eyes sort of are, are wandering off a little bit, or, you know, their, their responses are becoming more of a, and, and sort of, uh, like uh, little, like little laughs. Right. Um, I feel like that's kind of when you figure out, oh, okay, this, this conversation is over.
0: So feedback is a gift, I believe. I'm a big believer of that. And so when you get feedback that, hey, you were this way and you might want to think twice about that. So, yes, I'm good with getting the feedback. It might not feel comfortable and it could be awkward, but I want the feedback. And secondly, um, yes, it can be taught, but only to people who are willing to and wanting to learn. Very
2: true. Justin?
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. all right i want to move into something different um this uh i thought about this whole like am i a jerk or am i a a, 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 a dickhead i guess was the word i thought maybe a jerk jerk more family friendly for the listeners because i have to put an e on this if we swear or i bring up anything weird like oh. taboo
1: I think we're already over that line.
0: Yeah, so I, I got to put are, an E yeah. on this. Hey, and did you know that? Uh, so my my nephew listens to the show. He's how old is a, he? He's oh god, he's going to kill me. He's twelve. He's twelve. Hey nephew. Um, yeah, hi nephew. Uh, <laughs> a very loyal listener, um, and he unfortunately, if I put an explicit onto the pod, the episode, he can't hear it, listen to it. Like his settings on his his phone, I guess, are of set. So he can't download any explicit episodes, and of course, oh, if no. a parent's seeing E beside it, they're like, "Well, I'm definitely not letting my kid listen to this." So, even when it's your when he, even even when it's your podcast. Well, I could like for him, he's for an, an outside listener. If you have set your podcast settings that you don't want to h- get explicit material, because I think in the Apple one, you can actually set it. The or actually, I think all yeah. a lot of them have the same yeah 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 parental control. So.
2: Um oh, right, so it's just yeah. the parental control, right? So you can't
0: listen to yeah. Why did I bring this up? Oh, am I? A, let's call it. Am I a jerk? Okay. So I had, um, I just had a scenario uh, yesterday. I was got on the go train. That's what we call the train commuter train around here, and and uh, it was maybe three quarters full. And I wanted to sit in a seat that didn't have someone sitting across from me. And so I scanned the the room or scanned the car, and I saw one seat that had a bag on it and I uh, I walked over to it and there was a part of me that said because the person has put the bag on the seat I want to ask them to move it so I can sit down or I want to make the gesture that I want to sit down. Is that like some sort of a passive aggressive kind of jerk thing to do or is their move jerk and that was okay for me to counter it with an equally jerk kind of move?
1: I think you are very considerate and very observant. And I think that yes, one version of things they could have been pulling a jerk move, but I often find that so many people are so not self-absorbed or self, self self self-centered, but just they're so in their point A to point B that they just kind of plop down and they throw their things down. Now that's not to say that some people intentionally will do that, you know, to create the space and all those things and that, and I, I do have that, that little bone in me too. That's you know the, the justice part of me. That's kind of like, you know, we heard about it in the last thing. Yeah. 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 What's this asshole up to, you know, that, that type of thing. <laughs> Sorry. Back to E. so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, in the end, when you're going to pull a move like that, you also have to be prepared for the backlash, too. Right. Mm. Right. So once you're countering their move, you know, they just may be used to doing it or they weren't intentionally doing that. And then they read yours as an intentional aggression and they may meet that with a higher level of aggression. And now you're having some kind of confrontation, escalation, yeah. In a public space that's not really conducive to confrontation.
0: So, yeah, he was saying that, uh, I was thinking of a segment where we just, you know, am I being a, a, a jerk? So are you saying I am like, if I purposely sat in that seat because I wanted that person to move their bag,
1: is that, is that a jerk? No. You sat in it I mean, for them to move the bag or you sat in it cause you wanted a seat? Well, I wanted to sit
0: in a specific seat and I actually purpose, I saw actually, okay, here's the part I didn't say. I did see a couple seats that didn't have bags on them that I could have sat in, but because the person had a bag on their seat next to them, I went there.
2: I guess there is a bit of a, um, uh, well, at least from my perspective, a bit of a, a, a Japanese side in me. Uh, and I guess it's fairly typical here as well, where people avoid sitting next to other people if at all possible. -hmm. Right to begin with, right. So if there is, if there are others, if there are potentially other seats where there are no people to your sides or like near you, that's where (laughs) you would float towards. That's certainly where I would be trying trying to sit, right. So not purposefully next to anyone. Uh, So I personally wouldn't even bother, like, with that kind of situation, regardless of whether (laughs) I wanted to. I mean if so if there if there were no other seats yeah sure of course you you you're, you're going to take that seat right because it's it's a seat for people not for bags right but so one yeah, one okay. guy
0: yeah. sitting in a train with a bag next to him every other seat is empty and then you you go and s- sit down next to that guy getting him to move his seat is that like that's not jerk. That's kind of scary, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I that was going to say.
1: Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's
2: not jerk. That's just scary. Yeah. We're moving away from
1: <laughs> jerk to more the opening montage to some vigilante movie, right? <laughs> like, Death Wish 10. Mark. <laughs> um, I got another Wish one for you.
0: Cro- I, was, <laughs> I was driving. I, I got to say, there's something that really kind of irks and bothers me. You just tell me if I'm being reasonable or not. So I hate when I'm driving up like there's a crosswalk and you can see and you know some people like so let's uh, let's say mostly dead deserted street, just me driving the crosswalks maybe a hundred meters in front of me, and the people I can see the timing of it where you're like, are they going to push the crosswalk button like just at the point where I'm there and then I've got to stop, or will they have perhaps the situational awareness to look and say, oh, there's only one car coming, let's let that guy pass. Then I'll push the crosswalk sign so we don't have to interrupt that person. Am I being unreasonable to expect people to think about that? Yeah, you're nodding yes. Definitely mm.
1: yes. Yeah. If if they're in another car and they're at a, a kind of like a, a cutaway street and they just turn in front of you really fast instead of just waiting for you to pass and they could easily see that there's no cars behind you and they could just wait a second and then right. turn instead of potentially causing an accident that's that's a very reasonable you know issue but let's not forget that person's on foot you're in the comforts of your car clark like <laughs> you know there's no reason for 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 them to have to think about your your comfort and uh, and you having a way to beat at, at stop in
0: in a way a little bit japanese almost my thinking that that looking at the street and saying what can i do not to cause any interruption to someone else, the car that's coming, I'll let it drive by and then I'll push the button because it won't interrupt that other person's flow. See,
2: that's that's actually uh, almost the opposite here because, and this is something that I I think you wanted to talk about as well, pedestrians versus um, cars who has priority. And in Japan, pedestrians definitely have priority. So no one's stopping for cars uh, just because... Like they want to be nice to the to the person in the you know who's sitting in in the in the comfort of their car, right? Uh, you just accept and you Shang just walk. I. Except in, yeah. I mean, China. i have seen that, right? Like yeah.
0: everybody stops for the car to get go through. I've never been to China actually, so I don't know. Okay, yeah, that, that's um, so but, but that's I, how it is there. Apparently, cars are yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's um, something but that works about it, like in a way, because you ever been at a, a stop an intersection where you see the like all the cars that have to wait for all this, these people to walk, but in Japan or in China, the people stop and let the cars go, and then they walk and then let some cars go, so the traffic keeps moving. It there's something actually that works about it. Yeah, I, I'm personally mm-hmm.
1: I'm not aware of that um, in in China, uh, but to 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 extend on Salim's point there, um, yeah, how is it the opposite? What you you were going to say? I'm the opposite. Is that what you were
0: going to say, Justin?
1: Yeah. I mean, here, um, if it's, if it's a very established social norm, um, it's one thing where, uh, from a, a, overall society will follow this, this general expectation or rule, but it's not, that's not one of those things. Like I, I would say, especially here in Tokyo and let's, let's do X Tokyo versus Tokyo, right? Like Tokyo is a major metropolis, you know people can be just like any other major city kind of self-centered kind of selfish kind of rude you know not not you know so forgiving in in many ways so you know if you take that out of it and you go out to inaka the countryside yeah of course like People are much more self-aware. You have the time, the space, the energy, the capacity to consider things beyond yourself because you're not just going point A to point B. You're not trying to just get into a meeting. You're not trying to rush to get your kid from the from the hoikwen, from there to the you know, cram school to whatever, you know, like to 50 different things. So I think pace of life in this city makes us all like very, you know, self-centered or super focused on getting from one task to the next task, but When it comes to, like, uh, uh, the rules of the road here, it's all, and I think we alluded to this in a previous pod, uh, where it's all about, you know, size, right? So, you know, if you're a cyclist, you have to defer to a pedestrian. If you're Mm. a, a motorcyclist or a car, you have to defer to the cyclist and then the pedestrians as well. You know, it's all about size is culpability, so with that comes your responsibility and you'll sometimes see a busy intersection that instead of kind of forcing their way through a delivery truck will literally like stay in the middle of like an intersection or traffic because there's just all these pedestrians crossing the crosswalk because they know if they nudge their way in and if they bump anybody, it'll be their ass, you know, like it's, it's, it's a wrap. So yeah. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know that, that, that works, um, so well here. But, uh, to your point about, you know, waiting a beat and like going out, uh, going out, uh, after you pass, I would say the, there's a, there is a major pet peeve that's shared by most drivers, um, and even cyclists to a degree or pedestrians to cyclists in the other direction too, which is there's this, this tendency to not look, you know, to, to step off a curb without looking like step literally into the street or put themselves in a position of danger right on the edge of a crosswalk or into a crosswalk when it hasn't turned yet or when it has turned but there's traffic still coming through and there is this kind of I don't know if it's arrogance or not really paying attention to the surroundings or whatever it is or just a death wish who knows but <laughs> <laughs> but there is this pet peeve that's shared by pretty much all you know drivers of some sort about that you know it can be extremely dangerous where people just step out or they just don't wait. And it it causes for some serious accidents or serious near misses um, quite frequently. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And look, I think Clark, I mean,
2: it would be nice if that pedestrian uh, in your situation just waited for like five seconds. I get it. Uh, But I just don't think that can be, the expectation from the driver, right? It would be nice. Sure, like, uh, maybe if it it were me uh, and, you know, you were just coming through and I I see you, yeah, maybe I might, if I'm not in a hurry, I'd just be like, yeah, let's let's, let's let the car go first uh, and then I I can walk after that. Sure. Uh, But I think it's really going to depend on the person. The other thing, and this is sort of going back to Japan for for a second, uh, in Japan, actually... It's the law here uh, that you have to let the pedestrian uh, go past, even if the pedestrian kind of gives you uh, sort of a like, you, wait. You go wait. first. Yeah, <clears throat> wait. If uh, um, there is an exception, I believe, if they give you an obvious uh, sign that says you you may pass before, before me, uh, then God, the car can go. But if like? they're just like stopping... Like, stopping before the crosswalk, um, the car sh- is not allowed to pass. So, you need I to mean, make they, a big they,
0: they, hand gesture. Like you it's need okay, to, Yeah, like, you need to, like, yeah, exactly.
2: Big hand big gesture.
1: Gestures. Yeah, exactly. And uh, amid- it's, it's extra yeah. tricky here, too, because you'll have people going down the sidewalk parallel to the road. And out of your peripheral, you'll see like, oh, wait, they intend to go this, you know, take a hard right or take a hard left and then suddenly cross this crosswalk. So you kind of have to like anticipate people doing these things, too, because to Salim's point, like the rule is the rule. So if someone just is screaming down the sidewalk, even though it's parallel with the road and then suddenly turns perpendicularly to go across the road, across that crosswalk, it's still your responsibility as the driver to stop, even though they did not make their intentions known. Yeah,
0: we call that uh, defensive driving here. Morning routines. Do you guys have any? Like, do you have a set morning routine? I do. Yeah? You follow <laughs> it do. religiously every day?
2: Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much.
0: Is it pretty it's not t- basic? Like, what is it?
2: Oh, it's it's pretty basic. There's nothing, uh, it's nothing, it's really not exciting at all. But Get uh, up, get dressed, yeah. go to yeah, work. Yeah, I, I, I get up. Uh, it's not, it's, it's not that simple. Do you set an alarm? Kinda, it's kind of simple. Or you uh, just wake I, up naturally or. I typically wake up naturally, but I do have an alarm set up uh, as well, just as a, a bit of a backup. Uh, sometimes the alarm isn't, a, isn't a constant. I typically just and what wake time, up naturally. What time
0: do you set that alarm for?
2: Uh, the alarm is set for seven. Um, so that's in case I end up sort of sleeping in uh sort of right that's your sleeping. sort of like
0: if anything yeah by work, yeah, this is my by seven
2: i want to be up yeah exactly Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh so i'll typically try to try to be up like between between six and seven and uh yeah my, the first thing i do is uh i drink a room temperature uh cup of water which i have next to next to the bed so i can have that sort of first first thing
0: that's set up the night before i guess
2: yeah that's set up the night
0: before is it a special uh, cup of any kind or just a random glass It, um, it's the
2: same cup every time, but it is, uh, it is, I guess there's nothing necessarily special
0: about it. So that's not part of the routine. It's gotta be this specific cup.
2: It's gotta be this specific cup. Yes. It does have to be.
0: Well, I mean, it's, it's one cup.
2: Uh, it's not like it doesn't come in a set or anything. So it's, um, it's one of those Not like like like, my
0: teacups or not like my Norwegian. Not not
2: like your beautiful Norwegian teacups. No, um, but it is, it is one of those cups that keep the that hold the temperature, you know, like with the like the vacuum.
0: Cups. Oh, I got one like like one of those yeti like this guy. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah,
2: like the yeti ones. Yeah, exactly. Ah,
0: okay, yeah. All right, okay. So you got uh, a cup, you fill it with water the night before. Fill it fill it with water with night, the night
2: before. I have that first thing uh, in the morning when I wake up. Um, I am uh, a bit of a like finance nut, so I typically check the stock market first thing in the morning. Like what's happening in like uh, in the U.S. market? I know mm-hmm. it's. Um, and that, that might be a bit cringe to some people. And are but you yeah, up that's... or are you
0: laying in bed doing that? Uh, I'm still in bed,
2: so I'm kind okay. of like ha- half up. Half so
0: up you're in, in the phone, laying in bed. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So I sort of check check my phone first thing in the morning. Terrible habit, uh, but it's it's what I do. And uh, um, after that, I I go into uh, the my ferret room because I have three ferrets. <laughs> oh boy, and. Sorry, this that is, just
0: has a ring to it. You go right. into your ferret room.
2: <laughs> um, I for for I, I don't know what else to call it. Um, it is the <laughs> ferret room, and uh, w- uh, ferrets have very short digestive tracts. So um, what I'm trying to say is they they shit a bunch. Sorry, sorry, nephew. I I, I, I <laughs> oh, it's we're E.
0: We've been capital E for a while
2: here. <laughs> We've been capital E for a while, right? Um, so there's there's plenty of shit to to clean in the morning. So it's not it's not great, right? It's not like it's not a it's not a, it's not a lovely feeling uh, waking up in the morning having to like clean shit. But like I love my ferrets, so it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so I
0: clean. And up. are they like rabbit pellet kind of shits where it's it's dry and it's easy, or is it like no, it's not? Like it's this um, is like stringy, wet, gooey stuff. sticky stringy, wet, gooey stuff. Ooh, and it's okay. not like
2: uh, and and they I so love far. your morning
0: routine so far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they they have a little like um uh box thing for as a as a toilet, but their uh but their usage of that is like forty percent maybe. So it's like a litter box? Yeah, like, like a litter box. Yeah, 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 like a litter box.
0: Or hamster, um, the, the wood chips. Uh
2: it's more like a cat. And uh yeah, so their usage is about forty percent, so there's plenty of shit around the room uh, that mm. I have to sort of wipe out. So off in the
0: before. room, this isn't in a contained cage.
2: Uh, no, no, not in a cage, in the room, oh because they're kind of free roam, free roam parrots. And this isn't room.
0: like a tatami mat sort of room, is it? Oh, absolutely not, no, no <laughs> It's like,
2: it's like um, um, sort of f- wood, wooden flooring kind of thing, like fake, fake wooden flooring.
0: Okay.
2: Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of cleaning. Uh, and once that's done, uh, then I go on to coffee. And uh, I have pretty much the same thing for breakfast almost every day. I do try is, to like mix it up, every, like every
0: every so once once
2: in a while, I'll, I'll have cof- like,
0: coffee. Sorry, um, is it the uh, is it like a instant espresso kind of thing? Uh, like is this or that mochaccino thing? Is that you make the coffee or it's like a uh, in in the summer?
2: I like to have an iced coffee in the morning, so I use uh, I use something called like a coffee base, which is concentrated like coffee liquid. I For coffee lovers, this is going to sound disgusting, but I mean, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but I don't give, I don't care. So just, just listen. It's okay. um, so like a uh, syrup sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's like a concentrated coffee. Uh, so it's like, it's called coffee base. And you put a little bit in a, into a cup and then you put, you add water and you just, put a bunch of ice in it and, and there you go, there's your iced coffee. It's, it takes like a, uh, okay.
0: so it's yeah, ice it takes 30 summer. seconds to make.
2: Yeah, yeah, so ice in the summer. And then I do drip coffee, like I grind my own coffee and I do like a proper drip in the winter. Hand grind? So hand grind, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, for, for real coffee aficionados, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that terrible of a person. Uh, and um, <laughs> then um, uh, same sort of toast with uh, cheese and uh like egg and cheese in the morning. That's like my, my go to breakfast. Like one slice. And uh yeah, once w- once once I've eaten eaten that, um yeah, then sort of off to a different, you know, whatever whatever the day holds. So that's kind of like my morning thing. Mm,
0: okay. Not exciting, but I guess quite a bit but, going uh, on. And and how followed is this every day? Is this like like unlike the ferrets, are you like more than forty percent following this every day, or uh, <laughs> it's like a
2: it's like a ninety percent thing. Yeah, like ninety percent of my days are fo- follow this exact routine. There is like the deviation typically happens when there is something sort of, uh, um, yeah, something ha- like going on, like some like a special thing where, like for instance, you have to leave really early in the morning. For instance, for some for some reason, like you're traveling, or uh, or if I am hungover like the day before right yeah
0: and and do you feel this really tees up your day in the right way like if this if this routine happens you're ready to go you have a good you you're likely to have a good day no
2: it has absolutely no bearing on my day
0: <laughs> okay like, so if it didn't happen that way you'd, you'd still have a okay or bad day like it does. yeah yeah Okay. It, yeah, it,
2: it doesn't matter. I mean, for me it's just a simplicity thing. Um or it's it's just a routine that kind of happens naturally uh, because it's all stuff that I need to do anyway. So, um it really has no bearing on how the day's going to going to go. I just okay. um it's just what I need to do. But yeah, that's uh that's me. What about
0: you guys? Clark? I uh, I have this list of things I really want to happen as a morning routine, you know. Cold shower. Well, go for a run would be ideal Um, or work out in some way. Come home, have a cold shower, and have the coffee thing. Do you have a cold shower
2: in the winter as well?
0: Yeah, yes. Really? Yep. Actually, that's one thing I really miss about my place in Japan is I used to – the shower was amazing. I could set it to the absolutely coldest setting without affecting the speed of the water coming out. Like coldest here, setting? here, you if like I want on the coldest cold? setting, I'm close to it being off. So I don't oh. get as much flow, but f- I forget how it was set up, but I was able to just have cold water only at full speed. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a big thing for about a year. I was doing, uh, it wasn't entirely a cold shower. It was, uh, I start off with a kind of a normal shower, but then the last minute would just be full on the coldest setting to oh, finish wow. the shower. Yeah, yeah. I, miss, I miss that. I really miss that. Um, so yeah, I I, it, I have an Athletic Greens drink. I drink the, the Athletic Greens. Uh, we're not sponsored by them, but a lot of podcasts are.
1: <laughs> I know we've dropped uh, Yeti and Athletic Greens so far, right? You yeah, know, yeah. Sponsors, yeah. we are for sale. <laughs>
0: um, I would. I'd like to see. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'd like to say that I I meditate for a certain amount of time to ground myself and and so. I feel like awesome. if I had a morning routine, well, it's awesome if I did it. I I, I aspire to do it, but I really don't. Mm. So, I do believe for me personally, a proper morning routine would set me up for a better day than, than I might typically have. So, mm. right now, the only thing I for sure do every single day, I'll say 90%, is take that green drink. And, well, right. get up, obviously, but... The green drink is my, for sure, it happens 90% of the time. The rest is a bit of a free-for-all.
2: Right, right. Why do you think it has, like, um, if that morning routine was done sort of perfectly every day or, like, it was done perfectly, why would that have, like, an impact on on your day? Because I'm the type of person who doesn't want that to have an impact on my day. Like, I just, Hmm. yeah.
0: Well... Because I know for me, when I've done these things, it's it's really has teed me up for for having a mm. good day. So uh, I used to do something called uh, it was like not morning journal, but you you just write out for three pages. Oh, I forget what it's called. There is a name for it. It's like spontaneous. Um, you don't think about what you are writing. You write three pages of whatever, and it's meant to morning pages. It's called, I believe. You just mm. you just write out whatever's on your mind whatever it is Uh, a lot of creatives people creative people use it to unclog and to get their juices going a bit it's just write down three pages of you're not being judged by what you're writing uh the grammar doesn't matter you just put it all down on the page and it just somehow like gives you this like a permission if you will to just to go so i've done that um uh, meditate. I've tried meditating. Uh, it, I it, I I like it when I do it, but I'm I just don't do it consistently. Which I hear a lot of other people do. Um, mm. I just feel like because the stuff's worked for me before, but I just don't seem to have the ability to keep it consistently going.
2: And that's always the, the most difficult part, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The consistency.
0: Yeah, and things are different, right? Like you know, like you said, some some mornings will something changes, like a, one of the kids is sick or. Uh my right. wife's traveling or I'm traveling like you said, so um and when you got more multiple people in your family and not just you, then the chances of things changing or going sideways or being different is much more uh, uh possible or happening.
2: yeah yeah, for sure
0: so yeah, just a green drink uh what about you justin what do you got uh have you got something really i i suspect just looking at you i feel like you do you have something really strict that you do you have a very strict
1: <laughs> well i mean because uh, i say okay.
0: that because you've got this your hair is always like shaved every day um yeah you just kind of take you strike me as a guy that's got a, a very strict routine
1: hmm, i agree accurate um so so i'm not I'm, I'm not a morning person so i had to create a routine uh for that very reason um I have two routines uh, because uh, the kids spend part of their month with me and part of their month with their mother. So they go back and forth between the households. So obviously, when they're with me, the routine is more school drop-off centric. Um, getting up somewhere between five thirty and six a.m., prepping stuff for their their uh, school snacks and things like that, stuff that they need to put into their bags, which is you know another amongst their litany of things that they have to take care of in terms of their responsibilities uh, before we get out the door, but. Ah, uh, get all their stuff prepped. Um, uh, have a light breakfast. You know, at that time between five thirty to six thirty, and I'm prepping stuff. I'm also kind of slowly getting into my morning. Um, not so dissimilar to cleaning up a bunch of shit from the ferrets overnight. You know, <laughs> I, I I do take a quick look at the emails that came in from overnight to see what kind of shit I have to clean up too. Uh, yeah, so that you is know. Speaking of unhealthy things to do early in the day, uh, but usually I'll I'll front load it with um, getting their stuff ready, getting my breakfast and their breakfast ready, but eating my breakfast before they come down. And the breakfast that we have is pretty similar to each other. It's usually fresh fruit and a mixture of a few different cereals or granolas. Um, Myself and one of my kids uh, with yogurt, the other one has almond milk because he's allergic to dairy. Uh, And then I get them up, uh, take a quick shower, uh, get, dressed, uh, get them off to school. Uh, usually all of that's wrapped up by 8. And if, if, I, if I have kind of a, a drop-off and pickup routine with them that week, then that means I'll probably just work from home. Uh, and uh, I'll just go ahead as soon as I get home, make some coffee and jack in and, and be you know working by 8.15, 8.30, something like that. Um, if they're not here, my routine is actually very different. I usually wake up at 5.00. And I'm out the door by five thirty, five forty-five. Usually skip breakfast because I'm going to go work out. I don't want to eat with. I don't want to eat a heavy meal or eat anything too too much and then go work out. So go work out. Uh, usually lift for about an hour, fifteen hour and a half, and then another half hour of cardio. Oh. Uh, and then what uh, time is that happening? When you are so actually like around 6.15 to, to about walking eight? into
0: the gym at six fifteen. Yeah. A.M.
1: Yeah. Wow wow yeah. yeah and then finishing by around like 8 eight fifteen, somewhere around there showered eating where do at you breakfast work out at, at, the, at, at club? the club yeah okay. the
0: because a lot of clubs in tokyo that was something i learned when i when i first arrived was a lot of these gyms like open at like eight yeah like come yeah. on how does someone get a early morning workout in yeah. this country
1: yeah, yeah. Well, the, the same could be said about you know getting a decent cup of coffee too for 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 a long time. It's getting better. I mean, there's more roasters and coffee shops <laughs> that are opening earlier. But you know, uh, yeah, of, yeah,
0: because lots of good coffee in Japan. But yeah. you're, so early morning being yeah, available. It's like yeah, nine yeah.
1: ten a.m. most of those places open. So
2: oh, yeah, I know yeah. that isn't right. It's ridiculous. And and they call themselves like places with um, with breakfast menus, right? It opens at (laughs) like
1: 10 10 a.m. It's
2: like breakfast menus. I know. It's not Sunday. (laughs) It's not Sunday. This is not brunch
1: hours, right?
2: Right, right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, uh, circling back, I guess, to the question that was being asked before about, um, you know, does that impact your day doing those things in the morning? And uh, as someone who's not really a big morning person, it does affect my day from the standpoint that... I feel like I'm already being productive and it's like, you know, I could keep this going if I just stay, you know, kind of in this frame. If I stay locked in, I know I can get a lot done over the next four to five hours and then have lunch and maybe only have another hour necessary of productivity after lunch, you know, an hour or two and kind of coast the rest of the afternoon and manage things. Hmm. Do you make your bed every day? Yes. Tim
0: Ferriss said, if that's all you do, the first thing you should do when you wake up is make your bed. That that is like this stepping stone to like you've just accomplished something. Now you're ready to move to the next next thing. Clark, do you make your bed? Um, sometimes, and it's I feel like a college kid when I say that. Uh, <laughs> I if I walk past the room and I see it's unmade, yeah, definitely I make it. But I don't necessarily get out of bed right away and make it. But it does get made, but not always right away.
1: Mm. You, I I make it just for the sake that uh, how much, how much I enjoy it when I get into it at night. Yeah. Not that it's fresh getting getting into an unmade bed is weird, isn't it? But getting into a a very well-made bed feels like, you know, even though I haven't changed the bed for two, three days, you know, it feels relatively fresh, though, because I made the bed. <laughs> mm, Salim, I'm getting the, the
0: sense that you don't make your bed every day. Uh,
2: I, I, I don't make my bed also because I don't really have much A on. A bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you I sleep, sleep with in the, with the ferret the
1: room. room. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: Of course, the ferret, in the ferret room, you have an um, outfit you must wear in the ferret room, yeah, so they don't. You,
1: you look, over you. You, you look down. Is that my shit or his? <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: god! Um, I don't know. I just don't have. Um, I don't. Really, I really don't have much on the bed. So, like, I in the summer, I just have like one little like blanket that I use, Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. So there's really not much to make. So. It would be nice if I like nicely fold the blanket and, you know, put it there, but that's just going to, it's not going to help me like the next night when I'm getting into bed, because then I have to unfold that little one little blanket that I have. And I could do like a, you know, spread it across across the bed, but it's not, it's not really made for that. Okay. So yeah, I just don't really. And in the winter, yeah, I still don't really care. doesn't make a difference to me. I don't look at my bed very often, so... Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You kind of turn your back on the room, and that you don't look back in there until li- time to go to bed again. Depending, I guess, mm. on the size of your place or whatever. Like, if you had a bachelor apartment where the 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 bed is part of the main room. Oh yeah. Um, you imagine that? Ugh, that's gross. Just walking yeah. around and having an unmade bed in the middle of your apartment. Right. That wouldn't. That wouldn't feel nice.
2: Yeah. But yeah, it's not not the case for me.
0: So we've, uh, we're, I know we had some pre recording and chatter or whatever, but it says we're at an hour. Um, how should we wrap this up? Do you guys have any, what you're watching? like the, anything specific? I watched Ooh. the bear. Oh, oh, I've heard about wait, that. Not, is that the cocaine bear?
1: No, 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 <laughs> it, <laughs> no, I know that one's gotten a bit of a, a, a half joking cult following. Uh, I'm just going to just
0: insert a little, um, okay, let's talk about what we're watching. Go for it. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) <laughs>
1: the Bear. <laughs> the Bear. Yeah, so what I'm watching right now, what I actually just watched, I binged watched, because um, it was so well done, is a show called The Bear. Um, it's an FX show. So it's uh, FX is part of Fox, which was acquired by Disney. So if you're a Disney Plus user or if you have access to FX, uh, you should be able to watch it. It's two seasons. I think it's maybe 10 episodes apiece. Um, there are a few cameos, which I don't want to say who they are. Um, that plays some of the family members of this gentleman who is called The Bear. Uh, He was a chef who left his hometown of Chicago and traveled the world and worked for some of the top restaurants. Uh, Something happens, it pulls him back to Chicago, and uh, it forces him to to do some things in Chicago that allow him to bring his skill there. and, And it's a really big adjustment, not only for him, but for everyone around him, because... He's this big shot, um, and he's also having to kind of humble himself a bit and uh, and and figure things out there. So it's a it's a mixture of being a a restaurant kitchen drama and family drama. But they do so much of it very very well. And even though it has certain amount of family dysfunction in there, it's not overbearing. It's not it's not. Uh, absurdly um, overblown. It's very, very real versions of these things. And I, 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 give them a lot of credit. The writing's great. The acting's fantastic. Hmm. There's lots of lo- new faces. And um, yeah, I would say best drama I watched this year. Best thing I've watched since uh, um, uh, Succession, the movie I, I, the show I lauded last, last year uh, or earlier this year when they yeah. had their, their last <clears throat> season. Yeah.
0: So Disney, you said it's on Disney.
1: Yeah. Uh, Disney plus. FX it's called the bear, the bear,
0: not to be mistaken with the cocaine bear,
1: definitely not. <laughs> although, although it is the restaurant industry, so take from that what you will. Yeah.
0: Salim, what do you got? Uh, what's what's on your what you're watching, listening to, reading? You can throw any of those in.
1: Oh wow,
2: um, this one's going to be quick because I actually I've been I've been strangely busy recently, and I haven't been watching, reading, or listening almost anything, uh, apart from some of the just regular stuff that I, I listen to. Um, so maybe if I, and if I do talk about that, uh, I actually, uh, watch on YouTube and it's available also as a podcast. Uh, this, um, uh, it is, it is a podcast called, uh, the compound and it's, uh, it's a finance podcast, uh, but it's done in a way that's really easy uh so it's really just um these guys who all work at a at an asset management company a uh, sort of non-asset management, asset management wealth management company that's based in new york uh and um a few of them uh, some of them sort of go on tv sort of uh, regularly uh like on cnbc and uh, and stuff uh but uh, they have their own podcast where they talk about their sort of life and finance in and, and current finance events in in a way that's really easy to to listen to and mm. uh, and fun and they have a, a lot of content out every week and uh yeah it's part of my um it's my regular listening it's it's one of the sort of podcasts i i listen to regularly
0: all right well i like that because uh anything that can break down finance in an easily understood digestible way i'm uh, sure would appeal to people certainly appeals yeah. to me so for me it's um better call Saul, which is the uh the the sequel or prequel i guess to breaking bad and um i i watched five of the seasons and then weirdly the sixth season was coming out in a strange way like in the earlier seasons i think netflix was getting them like on a weekly basis and then you could wait for them and watch them all at once Um, but season six for whatever reason maybe it was COVID related I don't know but it was you had to wait longer for this season to hit Netflix so I'm on like episode five of season six and man Bob Odenkirk I mean the whole cast is really talented but I really appreciate Bob Odenkirk I'd never seen this guy before Breaking Bad and I realized just how like much stuff he's done how much like Mm -hmm his whole career is like, I just was one of those guys who flew under
1: the radar for me. Um, he's but a, that, yeah, better call. He's a, that guy. he's a, he's a, that guy, you know, a guy you just recognize in all these random things and then eventually gets that break, like in their forties or fifties. Yeah. Mm. And you're like, yeah, oh, I always saw that guy around. Yeah. So what did you call it? A VAT guy? That guy, that, that, Oh, that guy. That he's guy. A guy. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was an
0: acronym for something. Very, um, something. <laughs> So so yeah and boy like you know if you like breaking bad you might find better call Saul either you really like better call Saul or you just might not like it because it really doubles down on the atmosphere the suspense that Vince Gilligan is so good at creating mm-hmm. symbolism um, you know, the characters looking out at a horizon, but you don't see what they're looking at and you don't get to see what they're looking at and may not know what they were looking at until like a season later or two seasons later. Um, so much, some, a lot of close up shots where you don't see what's totally around. So you're kept in the dark on a lot of stuff and it might drive some people crazy. And I think I find it goes back and forth between driving me crazy and me really appreciating just the magic of Vince Gilligan and how, how he creates this atmosphere and style. So so that's mine. Season six, A Better Call Saul.
2: Sorry, um, because I watched season six last year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just wondering, like, have you finished it then? Have you no, finished I'm like five episodes in.
0: Oh, okay. So, you're just watching it slowly then? Yeah, like I, I just was reminded it's there. So, I sort of. Oh, right, right, right. I'm not sure when I got access to all of it. It was probably a few months ago.
1: Oh, really? Oh, okay. uh, the, the writer strike threw a lot of content into disarray because for a while, the, the, the streamers were just flooding a lot of things out there, trying to kind of keep people's eyes on the streamers because network TV didn't have anything new coming out because of the writer strike right so it was just a lot of the old content so then eventually the streamer said oh crap the strike is still going on we're gonna run out of content so then they started choking it oh. and so kind of to your point about you know only having access to so many episodes for a period like part of the problem was like the the like even HBO content was being licensed to some of the streamers that traditionally didn't have HBO content because there was such desperation to get more content to keep, you know, the viewers eyes on those streamers. So it's been a little wonky the last like month or so, but it should go back to normal now that the strike is over.
0: Mm. Yes. So when you say streamers, I think of YouTube streamers like PewDiePie and people oh, like that. Oh, no, I I mean, that's not what yeah, you mean, right?
1: I mean, Netflix, Disney, <laughs> Hulu, like the the streaming, streaming platforms, yeah. platforms got yeah. yeah.
0: Got it. Yeah, and COVID obviously was weird, too. That that screwed up a lot of productions and delayed things. So, um, guys, this has been great. Uh, we kind of went random. We'll see what our listeners think. Um, I do want to take a special mention of a new listener. Uh, his name's Mike. He's a guy I went to high school with. And there's another Mike that's been on the show. This is a different Mike. Uh, so, Mike, I just wanted to thank you for being a new listener and sending me a nice note last week saying that you're enjoying the show he did say that he uses it to to fall asleep at night when he when he has trouble (laughs) falling asleep so i don't think he meant that to be a um you know i i took it as a compliment you should we are soothing enough to fall asleep too so for listeners out there who are just about to close their eyes on the day and wake up anew in several hours thank you thank you for listening